Thank you for celebrating 20 years with the Indian School of Business. To fondly remember this milestone, we bring to you ISB is 20, a collection of 20 stories told through conversations with the founders, deans, professors, staff, students, and alumni. We attempt to celebrate the impact that ISB has had on management education and research. Starting our journey in 2001, with a graduating class of 128 students, ISB has grown today into a recognized world-class institution. This series helps us pause and reflect on what brought us where we are today and the path that lies ahead. In this episode, we hear from former deans of ISB on what motivated them to join the school, the challenges they faced and their leadership journey. They talk about key moments and decisions contributing to the brand ISB and its growth as a top-rated global B-School. But first, let's hear from ISB's founding chairman, Rajat Gupta. I think the whole idea was to demonstrate a few things. One was that we could create a world-class school that was research-oriented and many of the other institutions weren't. That we would world-class would mean everything world-class, world-class faculty, world-class students, world-class facilities, world-class placement, you know, you can go on and on. And that we would set an example in terms of truly creating a research culture. You know, to me, ISB is more than just a place I worked. It's my home in many ways. That's the voice of former Dean Ajit Rangnikar. So it's always given me a huge emotional high when I come back. And what's fascinating is that every time I come back, there's something new, you know. And that is something is the ethos of ISB, you know. We, we don't rest on our laurels. So, yes, every time, and I, I must say I'm very, very impressed by what I see here. Actually, Egon Zender approached me in, and I was, I had come back to India from Hong Kong saying, I'm not going to work, I'm going to do things that I enjoy doing. And they said, you know, we found this perfect job for you. And I said, I'm not interested in the job for God's sake. Just go and see. Go to Hyderabad, what's your problem? See this place. And I had heard a little about ISB, so I came out of curiosity. And I fell in love. That's all it was. I fell in love with this idea of building something world-class. That too, not in Mumbai or Delhi, but in Hyderabad. Right? So, in the whole vision, of having something of that quality supported by so many things. So I said, no, I can't let this fail. I have to do my little bit, whatever it is. See, uh, so I was a director at IIM Bangalore, 97 to 2002. About 2001 or so, one of the professors I know who was uh, Bala Balachandran actually, who started uh, uh, Great Lakes. Uh, he called me up, he said there's a position, Dean's position. He said there's a position, would you be interested? I said, okay, fine, I've finished, completed this. I vividly recall, uh, Savita Mahajan showed me around uh, this main building and so on. So then I said, it all looks very good. So now all that you need is some faculty members. I said. <laughs> 
<laughs> Little did I realize that a few years later, that was uh, my mandate was to get uh, some faculty because at that time there were very few permanent faculty. And uh, uh, no, I looked at the vision statement to do cutting edge research. That was one of the main reasons that attracted me to ISB. I always thought that we could build uh, institutions in India which are also research focused. They don't have to be only abroad. And I always believe in a new institution, if we establish the culture, then it is easier. Whereas in old institutions, the problem is the culture, changing the culture of the place is, uh, takes time and difficult. In fact, one of my professors from uh, Carnegie Mellon told me, if you want to change anything in university, it's better to start a new university. That's the voice of former Dean M. Ram Mohan Rao. So I was actually at Wharton uh, doing a research seminar. And Dave introduced me to the academic audience and said, Raj, I apologize, I would have stayed here for your presentation, but I have to go to a meeting for this new school that's coming up, the Indian School of Business. So I said, can I come to the meeting? He said, well, if you have nothing to do in the afternoon, you can join us. So I went to that meeting, and that's where I met some people. I remember meeting Jitendra Singh, etc. Fast forward, we are now in... Uh, you know, 2014, 2015, ISP had been looking for a new dean at that point in time. And it's thanks to Pramod Sinha, whom I had gotten to meet back in 2001, that uh, I, you know, did a, you know, quick interview. And the moment I received the offer, I did not even read things line by line. It was an offer from Adi. I took it. That's the voice of former Dean Rajendra Srivastava. And this was really a startup, right? We had today we talk about the startups. At that time, we had a great idea, no money, bleeding, no infrastructure worth speaking about, at least human infrastructure, no faculty, right? So, and no reputation whatsoever. In fact, we were seen as a school of rich kids doing a mini one-year MBA. So we had to overcome all those. And that was a journey. So we had to do a lot of establishment. We had to go and talk to students everywhere. We went and talked to even school students here. We went and talked to women's colleges. We went and talked to, you know, every possible city to explain to them what ISB was. And that whole journey... At the same time, we had to do what startups are now being told to do, which is to scale up fast, at the same time reduce costs and be self-sustaining. The big challenge in my mandate was that I should hire a lot of uh, good faculty. So hiring faculty, because the, the model ISB wanted to follow was roughly about 50-60% uh, uh, of the teaching to be done by permanent faculty. We still have visiting faculty, maybe 30-40% and so on. But uh, there were hardly any faculty when I joined. Uh, because there were four faculty, I think, uh, four or five when I joined. So my mandate was to hire a lot of faculty. So I didn't want to hire people just for the sake of hiring. And uh, I don't want the ISP to get the name that the ISP hires and fires and so on. Because you want people who have a reasonably good chance of getting tenure. And those people have other alternatives. And that was a problem. So mostly we were able to attract the younger faculty 
but slowly and steadily we got more and more younger faculty but we could not really attract uh, uh, senior faculty because they were well set in uh, abroad and they were they would come and teach and visiting kind of thing for a month or two months and so on but not not more so getting a faculty was a challenge what i was not aware uh, at that time was that the challenges uh, that we were facing okay there were several challenges one is uh, that uh, the because of the perception of the market and already our cost structure and therefore the fee structure was higher than the indian institutes of management uh, we had been very conservative and not raising any fees so if you hold revenue constant and you have 678% inflation you know through 2011 2012 and so on so if you your fee structure is constant and inflation is creeping up it is not surprising that our margins had turned from positive to negative and the first and the most important thing was to have those students placed in good institutions and this is where the board came to help rajat gupta ambani analjit singh everyone played their part and role in finding jobs for these students then the next lot was because that news had gone out how do we get a newer lot of people to come so again we had to go out explain to people the advantages of course we had some great things we had some amazing world class faculty coming and teaching so that was a real powerful magnet and it was also at that time extremely affordable compared to the us and it was backed by who's who of indian industry so we had some good things for us but it was a tough it was you know that's why we had to increase numbers uh, you see increasing numbers it's not like increasing capacity in a factory because these people have to be placed they have to be placed in good jobs otherwise we take uh, but at the same time if we didn't have large numbers we would not create the impact that we have created today so there were many conflicting things uh, at the same time we had to build a culture of the school we had to build a certain ethos we had to make sure that the visiting faculty kept coming back and didn't come just for one year etc etc so yeah there were i i have to say that it was a interesting time we dealt with many issues but i think we managed see many institutions don't do this performance evaluation also so performance evaluation played a emphasis on research research and what they are doing publication and publication usually take time so working papers are also important and uh, so that is one thing that we i introduced it was uh, hardly there before that because nobody was really there to do performance evaluation and then uh, giving funding for re- research funding to travel abroad and uh, having conferences here inviting people from abroad so we facilitated by doing lots of things like these things and i think that uh, probably set the tone so the process had to be changed and so one is you know we had to strengthen the mission what it brought us was immediate cash infusion which we were then able to inject into services you know admissions placement but also into hiring faculty So one of the things that we did was to really 
energize and change the process for recruiting and have, be more ambitious. And what we were able to do, and uh, people like uh, Professor Milansoni, you know, played a very significant part in this thing. We were able to go from about 40 faculty when I joined to 70 faculty. That's a growth of 75% and, you know, very significant growth. The last batch that we admitted under my deanship, which was large number, 930-odd people, that was 40% women. So that is, the, that is the significance of ISP. It's size, but it's also diversity. It's also the capabilities. And recently we have seen how well the early batches, the most senior people have done, because these were risk-taking people coming to ISP. And many of the unicorns, I believe it is as, as many as 11 unicorns, have ISP co-founders. So that is the true achievement. It is not getting jobs, which we do very well. It is creating jobs. And that is what our alums are very good at doing. I do not know a single institution globally where as many of the alumni have gone into starting businesses, creating jobs, and growing the brand, not only in India, but across the world. All of these were inputs. I think the ultimate thing that I'm really, really, really proud of is the performance of my alumni. You know, if the alumni had not succeeded, all this was a complete waste. You know, the fact that the alumni are doing so well, and it's not just these 11 unicorns. Yes, I'm very happy and proud with them. But they have done well in academia. They have done well in industry. They have done well in social sector. They have done well in government even. And of course, the startup communities. So I think that every day when I, even today, when I read about the alumni success, I feel all that hard work I think was worth it.